0: Happy Sunday, guys. I normally don't record on Sundays. I usually post on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, are days when I make up for missing episodes. However, I missed the 14th uh, posting schedule date. And then Friday, I had to do something. Oh, because, oh, it was basically my brother was going to transfer to another university, I guess. Um... I don't really talk about my brother on the podcast. It's because whenever I talk about family, I just don't want people to, like... I I just don't want stalkers, you know? There's people on the internet, you know. Anyways, but regarding my brother, yeah, he went to... um, He just recently went to university. And so my family threw a family dinner. And then, you know, uh, they helped him pack his car. And then we he basically drove like eight hours and I guess like it took a whole toll on the whole family because my sister (laughs) she just (laughs) she hurled yesterday like straight up vomited and I cleaned up after her because that's just what I do that's I wasn't even thinking about it I was just like whatever I gotta clean because I need to use the bathroom (laughs) and then I was like okay whatever yeah it's clean and then today I was like I'm gonna go on my Pinterest you know, because I always, it's out of habit, I just pull up my Pinterest, and then I saw um, another boy in my DMs on my Pinterest, and that is the, the ironic part is that that made me throw up, <laughs> and then somehow I just unconsciously just, yeah, throw up, but anyways, point is, I cleaned up after myself, and I have a lasagna in my oven, <laughs> it's chaotic, it's such a chaotic weekend, I'm so sorry I haven't posted, if that's the reason why I didn't post an episode, because we're over here having family drama um but today's episode is about empaths and how empaths struggle with balancing others emotions it is hard to be a healer and then work on ourselves today's podcast is about putting in work and seeing the results as you have been following i talk about my mental health journeys uh, often on the podcast Uh, and sometimes i refer to meditations and um obviously pop culture pop culture horoscopes and like mental health is what I usually talk about. Um, But I like to spice it up and add other kinds of articles. That's why every single episode seems to be like a variety. But I just genuinely like having that option that I could just change it up every so often, as I please. And that's kind of why whenever I tried to genre this podcast, it was kind of difficult because I didn't know if it was comedy. I didn't know if it was, you know, a relaxation one. I didn't, you know, there's there's more like, genres of podcast episodes being um, have, changing every day. But I feel like this would be a lifestyle one. I don't know. It feels like a blog. It's nice, though. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I really love this podcast. I put a lot of work into it. <laughs> it's great. Um. So I've had a lot of personal difficulties putting my friends first. And st- because, okay, I don't... You probably already know if you follow my Instagram on my IG stories. They're all random. I spam it. I spam the hell out of it. I feel like when I post on Instagram, it makes me feel like I'm active online, even though I haven't so technically posted to my official Instagram. That's why whenever you see the bubble, it's like, oh, it's always on. Um, that's because it's like a Virgo thing. It's like, okay, check. it's like a checkoff, you know, social media checkoff. And so I'm like, okay, you no, know, it's fine. But what I realized is that when I'm not healing myself and I'm busy and I'm, you know, in a dark mental space, I often think back to my previous, you know, traumas, you know, like this, the traumas that everyone thinks about, like at 4am when they, they're trying really hard to sleep, but they're like, why am I getting a recap of this whole year or like today? And that's kind of how it feels. But on a harder level, it was just like, I couldn't really get over a lot of my exes. And so some of them would try to come into my life and then go out of my life. And they would make my life really difficult because they would show up at times when I'm trying to get over them. Like what happened recently with, um, you know, what happened recently was, uh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, somebody, one of my exes tried to come back right as soon as I was like already done getting over him. He found out about me and listening to the military and he was just, it's like i don't know understand why people would would have the audacity to come into my life so late and then why would they come like so last minute like i should have been of higher uh, i should have been like a priority i should have i, sh- I should have definitely been a priority i shouldn't have had to bet like guess you know if what wh- where i stood in in, in uh, with other people and it's just really hard because um Anyways, so we're going to dive into the actual therapy of getting over an ex, aka I look like a crazy ex-girlfriend with my, and my friendship suffered because I had too much heartbreak in my heart to reach out to my friends and act like a normal fucking person. So this whole episode is about me reshaping the way I think, reaching out to my friends, listening to their advice, um, not... Putting, thinking about guys, thinking about my friends. It's just really awful. Like, I'm trying to switch, turn the switch off from crazy ex-girlfriend to Normal person with my friends having fun. From goodtherapy.com. Um, This is exactly from goodtherapy.com, so I'm coding it exactly. But basically, I'm just adding my own spin on it. It's fine. I, I don't know. even know if that's legal, but... <laughs> Oops, do it anyways. So when we're in a romantic relationship, we make a lot of assumptions about the person we're with. We set out to prove these assumptions every day. When you commit to be in a relationship with your partner, you are completely invested in believing this narrative, aka Gaslighters Anonymous, Narcissistic Rehab, Centers or whatever mean person I used to end up dating, or... You know, like, I had puppy love, I had puppy love faces, and it just ended. And then they ended up being real monsters. And I'm so, I'm an empath, and I didn't know that at the time. Uh, so, as continued, there's a spectrum of relationship injuries, and there is no telling the amount of pain caused will be. If you're in a relationship with someone who has, who is seen as dependable and upright, then you can catch them in a lie. Uh, so when I was trying to like compare this, I was comparing this to like you know when you have a like, I say a TikToker or a famous person, and they have a mask on and they have like the persona, but when they're off the screen, they're they're not entirely a different person. You know, like most people are con- comparably the same as they are on screen, but when they date people you know like some people can be amazing people but they can be awful daters and so that's kind of like the situation where it felt like they were wearing a mask we're like oh you know they must be so great if they're they have the personality to like talk with everybody they're so great because they're so popular and so nice and a lot of people they fall for it and they end up being in a lot of really bad relationships that are borderline definitely abusive honestly um And it's just painful because when on the on the receiving end of that breakup, it's harder for people to heal after that. That's why, you know, the pain kind of, you know, still is kind of residual. You know, when we watch dating shows, and you know, too hot to handle, we're always like, wow, this person got divorced, this person has kids, or this person lost a spouse, or this person just like you know, they haven't dated in a couple of years and they want to date again, or someone else who, who just lacks commitment. When we are vulnerable and we talk about it, um, important things, it kind of helps us to move on. And I want to move on by talking about my problems. And maybe through me, other people can, you know, get out of toxic relationships, get out of bad situationships. A situationship is different from a relationship. It's when you're not a, an official couple, but it's because of the situation, you guys are in a relationship. So I have a lot of situationships, um, you know, long distance. But that was the past. And it was just a really rough, dark time for me. In my ne- time of need of errors, I was dealing with some dark, fucked up shit. But at the end, it did feel like betrayal because we we trauma bonded through our depression. What I didn't know at the time was that I needed someone during that era Besides my boyfriend, of course. But at that time, I didn't have anybody else. I literally had no one. So I'm quoting um, the website again. So everything gets looked at through the lens of emotional pain. All of those positive feelings of security, of importance, or attractiveness, of well-being, they're gone in that moment. I don't know about you, but I've seen so many confident people like myself get so knocked down because of relationships. I'm one of those people who who falls in that category where I have my own confidence, I have my own thing. But because of the, you know, the like I said earlier, I bonded with people through dark eras of my life, and so that's why I kept them around longer because you know, if you ever had like a death of a family member or somebody, you know, just some awful kind of degrassy shit, you would you kind of like get it. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of, you know, mental breakdowns and hitting rock bottom. But when you hit rock bottom with someone that you're with and you're dating with them and you guys overcome a lot of obstacles, it's kind of like I we trauma bonded and it's kind of scary because it's harder to let them go because you associate or I associated them, sorry, with you know that specific era of my life. And so I was like, Well, you know, obviously they're a great person, you know, they helped me through that time. But they were only What I didn't realize moving on was that they were were perfect for that era, but they're not perfect for this era of me. Uh, The past version of me is with someone else. The current era of me has more wisdom, has more knowledge, uh, knows when to walk away from a relationship, which I didn't know before, knows how to get over, you know, when people ghost people or they just don't, you know, some people break up and they don't even say bye. I had to, it took a long time to just accept that some people don't just don't get apologies and some people just don't get that ending that they want. They want that closure. And I'm just trying to remind people, sometimes closure doesn't exist or it does exist, but that person who didn't give you closure did not care about you enough to even give you a closure. So don't even bother trying to chase after someone like that because that's going to end up, um, it's going to always end up bad. So never chase somebody that gives you mixed feelings, makes you feel like question marks. Just don't. Somebody that you really like will always show up for the rise to the occasion and make you feel like you're the most important person in that world. So moving on from my relationships, I wanted to go back to my friendships. Like I I was um, saying earlier that because I was distracted by my own personal traumas and then, you know, toxic relationships, I pushed away a lot of good people. I pushed away a lot of my friends. Uh mostly because my friends at that time, they were criticizing my relationships. They were like, you know, go away, stay away from him. Or they were, at that time they were immature and I was more mature, which doesn't make sense. But I will tell you why, because at that time in the past, I was dating older people. I was 15, 16, dating 23 year olds. And it's weird because now they're in their early 30s and I'm barely just turned 25 this year and then I'm looking back at my at the past and realizing that I was literally just a fucking kid and I was just naive and then they took advantage of a lot of my mental health guidance and you know I'm just so nice back then with my empathy and like I was trying to help everyone solve their problems like a therapist and I just turned into a fucking therapist and I just didn't like being the second choice third choice last choice I wanted to be the first choice That's because a lot of people at that time, they just couldn't decide whether or not they wanted to settle down and actually date people. And it sucks because at that time, people just don't tell you when they want to have a serious relationship. And you just kind of just have to guess. Point is, when you get older or at this age, make sure you're with someone that doesn't make you feel like you have to guess whether you're in a relationship And be honest about if you want a short-term relationship or if you want friends with benefits or something short, just make sure they know. You're going to save yourself a lot of heartbreak. I had to learn the hard way and I'm just telling you not to do that. So back with my quest to find more stable and long-term friendships. So I do have online friends and I had friends that I knew in person but after college and high school, um, sorry. I went. I'm not done with college though, but I'm because I'm going to a different college trick right after I enlist. Um, we kind of just stopped talking after I deleted my Facebook. After I deleted my Snapchat, and I wasn't stable enough where I felt like I could reach out to my friends. My friends at that time they were not open to giving advice. You know, I get it because the other it was kind of like like people with depression with, you know, that meme with the everything is fine, but it's, every, uh, there's fire in the background. So it would have been hard for them to give me advice when they themselves were also going through some situations. So I didn't, so that's what I was telling you with like the whole decade of me having toxic relationships, pushing people away, because in all, and honestly, nobody I knew had any wisdom or any advice to give to me. If I wanted advice, I literally probably would have to ask, like, a teacher or something. Um, so maybe if you're in that situation, talk to a teacher. But maybe, like, ask them not to give away your information. Like, don't go to a therapist in high school because they're not going to do shit. <laughs> I, I had a bad high school uh, situation, stuff, shit. And I ended up going to the camp for bad kids. You know, the kids who, like, ditch and stuff. I went to that camp and it was fun. It was weird. It's like all the bad kids went there. So if you have a bunch of bad kids from different high school districts going to one camp, of course it's going to be a fucking party. <laughs> um, but don't don't look up to that because you can get in a lot of legal drama for ditching school. My sister even got um, charged, almost charged with like a lawsuit from the district of Grossmont just because she was ditching so much. And anyways, but that's a different situation. We're talking about my friendships. Um, I was a bad friend and I'm going to admit that right now. I was a bad friend. I was too lost in the sauce. I I felt like I was alone in my problems and my situations. And it felt really hard for me to reach out to people that... Well, because I had some fake friends, but I had some real friends, and my real friends they didn't live where I lived. They moved away, and so like I have friends in New York City, I have friends in the UK. Um, a lot of my friends moved to LA, but LA's n- considerably. It's close to SD where I live, but because my family doesn't go on the highway for some fucking reason, which is retarded, it's a fucking journey just to go to LA. And so I have to use the fucking Amtrak. Anyways, um it's also because I can't drive. I have to drive. I'm too old to not be able to drive. It's kinda sad. But I still want to, you know, have better friends and so I choose the people who are in my friend group wisely. I do have friends, but I don't have best friends. So people can feel close to me, but not be completely close to me that's the situation like with popular people they have like for me I can have more multiple friend groups from different areas of of all walks of life because that's just how I am but those friends aren't gonna call me every single time they have a party they might call me like once a year or twice a year if they're if I'm lucky but I have to constantly be in touch and reach out back to them I have to engage with them Having friends is a lot of hard work. That's why a lot of introverts, they feel like they can't do that. They can only handle like one or two friends, which is honestly fine. But when you try to get mentally better and try to grow your friendship group, you need to remember that you need to make effort by reaching out to your friends, by inviting them to the movies, uh, even small things like sleepovers. You could do that and you don't have to spend a lot. You guys can literally just have fun and go to the beach wherever you're at. And if they're your friend, they'll go with you. They'll even go with you to like an abandoned... uh, Don't do this, but some kids on YouTube, they go to abandoned buildings and they go exploring. Uh, Don't do that. Only the professionals on YouTube do that. I'm older, considerably older. I'm 25. So I would be able to hang out with professional people who are responsible, who don't loiter, don't put trash in abandoned places, don't graffiti... Obviously, respect the spaces. Um, it's kind of like a niche um, scavenger hunt where people like to just find the coolest, awesomest things, like seeing marbled statues um, or vintage photo, photo books of people who like just left their homes and they're just straight up abandoned. It's kind of like Chernobyl. Like uh, it's an explore mentality. But essentially, it's really hard for me to find friends that can, f- can follow me through all walks of my life. So it's hard for me to find long term friendships, if that makes sense. Because I was always evolving. Um But in the future I do want to put my friends in more high regards. I, I know I talk with like a bunch of like big words and stuff, but it's cause when I write these guys, I don't want to feel like I'm reading off a script. I just wanna just but I just wanna just say whatever. You know. We could talk about how Channing Tatum looks like a thumb. We could talk about sex. We could talk about anything. We could talk about Nick from Zootopia, how everybody still Sims for him. Anything, literally. Um, I want to have a friend's Thanksgiving. So if you don't know what a friend's Thanksgiving is, it's essentially for people like me or anybody who's just young um, in the high schools, in their college, or even... Uh, grown adults you can do this as well. Um, they come together like the day before Thanksgiving or maybe even the day of Thanksgiving Um and they all get a bunch of wine. They do a potluck and it's only for friends. So there's no family there at Thanksgiving. It's only friends. It's a friendship Thanksgiving and everybody gets drunk and they have parties. And um obviously, if you have a friendship Thanksgiving, we have to do Secret Santa. But I'm just saying like, stuff like that. It brings people closer. I just want to have more events like that in my life. Like I miss having that. Um, but I will also say that there was a lot of different reasons behind me not having great friends. I, I like, it wasn't all me. I'm admitting now that I was a bad friend and that I put my toxic relationship first. But at the same time, I did start to lose my friends because I started to lose credibility with them. They couldn't trust me. They couldn't... Um, or if they did trust me, they weren't mature enough to handle the fact that I was dating a lot. You know, I was telling you that I dated older people and we were all kids and I just didn't know... You know, at that time, everybody just wants to grow up and it's not that... Like, where there's... Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not promoting... Well, dating older people, you will not gain wisdom from somebody older. You're not going to marry that person. You're not going to, they're not going to teach you older, wiser shit. You just, you just want to date older people. So that's kind of like what I was thinking. I was like, well, I'm not going to learn anything or get anything from this. I just wanted to date older people because I was more wiser than and more mature than they all turned out to be. And they're 30 and I'm 25 and I can still say I am more mature and more smart than all of them combined. Anyways, because of my friendships, I'm trying to, like, push away the, the relationships. My friendships should come first. Nobody should feel so recluse and drinking themselves, you know, in pain to the point where they can't go out with their friends and have a girls' night out and just drink whenever at the couch or whatever, at a pool. Like, what I did with my best friend from high school, we... It was a different situation. We... She picked me up. We went to her friend's house. We got some wine, and then we all cried at the pool. Near the pool, we were not in the pool. I mean, we could have gone in the pool. I'm pretty sure I did, but you know, like stuff like that. You know, when you have real friends that you can can count on due to the circumstances. But because I we I grew up, and obviously my friends moved away. My best friend moved away. I have to find a new set of friends. And so I want to look for long-term friends. So basically to recap this whole podcast, don't ruin your life by having bad company and bad friends in your life. You need to have friends who are more assertive and giving, if they give advice, make sure that they cut through to you through those dark times. That makes sense to you. Like if they see someone toxic and Just, like, please listen up to that, you know, like, they're the red flags that people don't see. Other people will see that faster than you. And I didn't know that at the time that the people near me would see the red flags faster than I did. But I want to turn over my red flag from my friendship flag, and I want to go back to being a good friend and not thinking about men or boyfriends or anything i just want to have my friends first if i do date i am assuming we are gonna probably i don't know probably i would have to set up like a schedule like you know he can have his guys night i can have my girls night i have to do a bunch of other stuff like college and driving and whatever um (laughs) but basically yeah you have to basically when you get older you just work your schedule around people and it works out and not everybody some people are busy so some people can only hang out with you every three months versus you know once a month I was reading somebody um it was a self help a list of things you could do for your mental health and I noticed that the person who wrote it didn't have kids was living by themselves and For people who have families who are adults, you could still do self-care and self-help, just not as often. So every three months is a good amount of time to say, hey, I'm gonna every three months I'm gonna try to talk to my friends. We're gonna go out to a restaurant, we're gonna go out, you know, somewhere nice. That's more reasonable and you don't have to push yourself down if it doesn't happen. People are busy, we understand that. And don't feel like you have to fit the time construction of A template for mental health stuff. You can do this at your own pace. Any progress is still progress as long as you're you're building yourself and you remember that you are you know definitely worth slowing down for. I started doing meditations and journaling. Um, Well I've always had a journal but I've never used it as a I never used it in the purposes of solely just for journaling. The journaling of now is different, where they have all this cute stationery. I actually did order some stationery. I'm waiting for it to arrive. But, you know, you're. I just want to validate people. You know, we aren't the version of ourselves that we used to be. We're not. We can forgive ourselves. We can start with a clean slate. Uh, in the end, I just want to move forward and create a balance of friendships in my life and make time for people. Quickly, have you joined the satin pillowcase circle yet? I bought a satin set thinking that it would help me with my forehead creases for pillows. Um, however, it did not help my, with my face, but it slicked my hair. Like, the satin pillowcases, they help with the hair but not the skin. Let's fix that by upgrading to Mulberry Silk by Blissey. Blissey.com has a upgraded version of the satin pillowcases. Disclaimer, though. That one... This won't erase old wrinkles, it prevents new ones from forming. Tutorials just launched her own makeup line, and I think that's amazing. Uh, she was my highlight of the Met Gala besides Emma Chamberlain and the girl with the spider, the spider on her face. Um, so many, there's so many great looks. Lastly, before, as I wrap up, if you're a faux ginger like me, Foaming meaning a fake ginger. So I'm not naturally ginger, but I'm trying to be a ginger. Um, I didn't know that gingers, they rocked the taupe eyebrow stuff or they rocked auburn, but they don't have like the perfect orange. Luckily, I did find two brands that were created by gingers for gingers. Redheadrevolution.com and shophowtoberedhead.com. So that's redheadrevolution.com and shop how to be red And they served a micro community of gingers. Bottom line, it's a color match, and it's fabulous. Um, I'm really glad that you guys get to spend time with me during my mental health phases and different eras of my life. So I hope that maybe you guys will also be happy to join me in for Tuesday's episode, as this, today was just a makeup episode. So... Tune in for Tuesday. It's iPodcast every Tuesdays, and I hope you have a great weekend, afternoon, or evening.